Welcome to Mate, a podcast about marketing, advertising, technology, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Adam Jaffrey. This is episode number one, and welcome aboard. Today, we're speaking to Jaden Serik. We have a fascinating discussion about artificial intelligence, exactly when the robots are going to take over, and Jaden shares a few controversial views on the topic. So let's go talk to him. So, tell me who you are. Introduce yourself. I'm Jaden Serik. I'm a, a senior front-end web developer, and I have a really keen interest in, in technology and, and particularly in web. Great. And that's why I wanted to mm. talk to you today. We had a really interesting conversation a couple of weeks ago about yeah. um, where technology is moving um, in terms of the far, mm. far future. Yeah. Um, or maybe not even too far into the future right like it's yeah i think i think there's a lot of changes that uh, are not too far off and perhaps people are sort of you know a little bit um pro- probably a little bit under the shadow of this and and it seems quite futuristic but i think it'll it'll suddenly hit very suddenly okay cool so when we were talking last time um i was asking you about artificial intelligence mm-hmm. you introduced this new term to me which mm-hmm. was um agi can yes. you explain a little bit about what that is uh so agi is artificial general intelligence um and it's a bit different to just ai or artificial intelligence in the sense that you know this uh you know machine or whatever can process and can action you know come up with decisions and things surrounding anything in a, in a general se- sense um you know we've got ai already and it's pretty effective at, at you know um doing things on the stock market you know um taking photos from you know high altitudes of battle battlefields um all these sorts of things uh, but what we haven't really cracked is a general you know decision making um you know intelligence that can apply to almost anything so just to, to quantify, like, what's the mm-hmm. difference? With, you're saying that we have artificial intelligence already. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between that and this general artificial intelligence? Well, AI is very much engineered. You know, a, a human has seen a problem and they've sort of coded a, a very particular, you know, decision-making algorithm to the challenge. And it's not really capable of growing or learning outside of the parameters it's, it's programmed for. Um, you know, something that is engineered to sort of, you know, learn and, and make good decisions on the stock market isn't suddenly going to have the capability to, you know, come up with you know, some new poetry or, you know, whatever else, you know, or humans are able to do in general terms. So, whereas AGI hypothetically would be able to learn anything that's, that, that it's thrown at. So... What what you're proposing or contending, and, and this is mm-hmm. not just your opinion, there's a whole mm-hmm. range of futurists that believe this, um, mm-hmm. there will one day be a point where mm-hmm. computers will be able to write music, make yeah. art, um, those kinds of Quite things. famously, um, I- IBM's been throwing billions and billions of dollars at Watson, uh, which is a, a huge, you know, super, super computer um, that is is capable of analysing a lot of data and coming up with decisions, and you can ask it questions. Um, and quite famously, it, it invented its own source, 
um, that's totally unique. It's not like barbecue. It's not like sweet chili. It's its, its own thing. And it's supposed to taste really good. And they've actually um, marketed it and sold it. I can't recall what the name of the sauce is, but it, it was sort of a bit tongue in cheek that they asked it to come up with a new sauce. Um, but it was just a way to sort of prove that, you know, machines can be creative and they can do things that, you know, people would in, in common you know, knowledge think that will always belong to humans and that machines would never be capable of doing it. You know, eventually we'll have machine artists, machine musicians, you know, machine designers. So that's fascinating. How did a computer invent a taste? Well, it's a, it's a good question. I mean, it took billions of dollars and, and the world's <laughs> best and brightest to sort of come up with a machine that was capable of it. Yep. Um, uh, the, they use it, you know, to be to be honest, they do use it for more analytical things. Um, it can be used in, in, in somewhat creative capacity, but, it, you know, they're trial, trialing it to enormous success um, doing, you know, diagnosis in, in medical systems. And they've got some hospitals that have been, you know, comparing the diagnosis that Watson comes up with, what actual doctors in the departments have been coming up with, and Watson is supposedly uh, more uh, performs better um, on average than, than, than the typical doctor, which is really interesting. Wow. Yeah. So like, and, and there's a lot of, you know, technology innovation happening at the moment around like Google self-driving cars and things like that. And the, and the talk around mm. that is that, you know, automated vehicles or automated anything will actually mm. make a better decision than a human would. Yeah, because absolutely. We're, we're, we're like uh, influenced by our internal emotions and biases and all that kind of stuff, yep. right? So, and and I think something that you know people get really hung up on is that oh, you know, no technology is perfect, and that would you really want you know a, 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 some sort of machine that has a certain tiny percent chance of of you know buggering up, you know, your life is in its hands. But in reality, you know, even if there is a certain mathematical percent of the time that these self-driving cars drive into a power pole it's it's so far it's been a lot less than the human error factor um so you know it's sometimes it's worth on a really big scale just to, to you know accept some of these bugs and some of these disasters because in the bigger picture we're actually a lot better for it there's a lot less fatalities a lot you know human humans are, are pretty error prone mm-hmm. so so i guess what you're saying is humans are generally worse than machines at making decisions yeah yeah at least in these sorts of things um and you know right now obviously a human is a lot better than a machine in 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 a lot of areas because it's still a a blossoming field you know Mm. artificial intelligence and we haven't really cracked agi yet artificial general intelligence so um but there's a lot of a lot of people are trying um and coming from a lot of different angles to try and get there which is interesting um can I just go on a little bit of a tangent? Um, I was watching the movie Interstellar the other day, which I love. Have you seen it? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so Interstellar, um, the just spoiler alert: the uh, the surprise um, appearance of Matt Damon, um, <laughs> where he he's talking about um, the fact that humans are better than machines and the reason they sent humans on all these missions out to far-reaching planets Mm. instead of machines um was because humans have this um almost like fear of death that Mm. motivates us to improvise 
mm-hmm. um, and and that's the reason why humans are still better than um, any machine-made intelligence. Mm. Can you see a point where that balance may may shift, and that machines will be more intuitive and more uh, well, at least better at making those on-the-fly decisions than humans uh, currently are, or that we will be? Um, well, I suppose you know we've you know industrialization really started to people people they tried to take humans out of the picture you know it seemed inefficient to have a bunch of poor you know poorly farmers digging around with their spatulas in the dirt to to you know plant all the crops and things and and since we've learned the the you know how much more efficient machines can be when you mechanize on an industrial scale you know agriculture and manufacturing and all this stuff you know that you know we've been you know, we've been taking humans out of the picture before we had the capability to mimic the way humans work. Um, and we've seemed to be sort of hitting the limits there. I mean, you know, at the at this point in time, you know, the computers are stamped and manufactured and the cars are stamped and manufactured, but the cars are just still designed by people because the machines aren't really that creative, you know, just off industrial, at the back of industrialization. But what we're on the cusp of is creative machines. So what needs to change to to have machines being creative or in, or software being intelligent? Um, and that and that that really is a, a, a difficult million dollar question, or it's a billion dollar question, really. Um, I mean, there 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 are different schools of thought. You know, to, I guess before you start you know, deliberating over the different ways we could get to AGI, there are certain there's a certain debate that is you know. Do we actually want to try? Is it a good thing that we make ourselves redundant? And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if that debate's particularly settled, but a lot of the people that are working in these fields have totally walked over the top of that debate and they're researching anyway. Um, so I think it, it might be entire, kind of irrelevant in the end to sort of discuss the ins and outs of it because I think it's inevitable. I mean, do you think it's inevitable that we'll eventually have, you know, highly competent AI or AGI? I I don't personally know whether it's technically feasible to create mm. a machine that can think for itself or mm. software that can self-replicate or think for itself. But from from my point of view, like you said, there's been this like eternal debate around mm. it um, and people are pursuing this. Mm. So where as much as there's actually a lot of talk from you know, famous and, and people, uh, who, who the public listens to like Mm. Elon Musk, like Stephen Hawking, um, Mm. warning against the impacts of artificial intelligence. Mm. We're still driving, you know, a thousand miles an hour headfirst into this. Mm. So if it's, if it is foreseeably achievable, we Mm. are going to get there. Mm. Kind of like the Hadron Collider, right? Like, um, there was people scared that the Large Hadron Collider was going to create a black hole on Earth and suck the entire universe into it. But yeah. We, but we made it anyway. Yep. And for all, for all we knew, they could have been right. And we did take somewhat of a risk when we did it. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it could be it could be a similar story with, mm. with AGI. So, what happens once we create a machine that has... Well, I, I might just quantify or take a step back. So, mm. AGI is when um, 
a, a computer can be creative and think for itself. Is that like what's the defi- Is that the definition? Um, well, an, an AGI, uh, I guess, I guess by you know part of being intelligent is being able to learn, and I think that's sort of a key quality. Um, so as you know, as soon as something is able to sponge information in a general sense so instead of sponging very particular data feeds to do with you know the stock market or ocean temperatures or you know some very specific thing um, as soon as it's able to sort of digest a a huge amount of information um, you know it's it's going to grow you know almost exponentially as long as it's got the resources to grow the actual hardware to grow and to sponge this and to learn this it'll be capable of you know, things we can't really imagine if, if it's left to grow unchecked. Um, and I, you know, I guess that's sort of the, the, you know, the, the name of the, you know, singularity. It's that point at which, you know, you, you, it's hard to predict on the other side what's going to happen. Yeah, cool. And I'm glad you mentioned that because that was going to be kind of my next question. So um, I was listening and, and doing a bit of reading um, about this, this concept of the singularity. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me like what, what that means what is the singularity uh so the singularity uh, is the point at which um you know technology is able to uh evolve itself um and 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 you know more in the con- context of agi and as soon as it's able to um it you know once you it, it become you know 50 percent smarter than than yesterday you know, you become 50% more capable of, of, of doubling your intelligence tomorrow and so forth and so forth. And you have this exponential intelli- you know, growth of intelligence. And, you know, once, you know, it's, it's more intelligent than humans or more competent than humans, um, you know, we, it's, it's really difficult to predict what's going to happen. Um, but the ramifications will be enormous. It'll be giant. Um, so this podcast I was listening to yesterday called What's Tech, which is produced mm-hmm. by The Verge, they were talking about the singularity and um, th- they were saying that um, this is like likely to happen around the year 2045, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that reson- if, if that's consistent yep. with what you've, um, what you've read, but that's like frighteningly soon. Yeah. Uh, people have been predicting it for you know, decades and decades. Um, and at the moment, uh, you know, there was a, there, I can't recall where I came across it, but someone had drawn up a chart, um, of, of, you know, sort of plotting on there, you know, all the different predictions and there's hundreds of different predictions by different intellectuals and academics. Um, and it's all sort of scattered far into, you know, the, the hundred year sort of plus timeline, through to you know five years from now but they most of the, the yeah, <laughs> most, yeah and and that seems a little bit overly optimistic but um, most of the dots seem sort of gathered around you know the the you know uh 20 20 25 to 2035 range right that's yeah. that's frighteningly close yeah so we better have some answers for like yeah. what happens then because like this i, I think this is a pretty like abstracted and broad topic for this podcast. Um, mm. And I think a lot of people may be quite, and, and particularly the, the, the general population, mm. I think will be very almost like scared about what this mm. is because we fear our own existence as humans. We're very self-interested mm. creatures and we're, we're frightened for 
what technology, um, this singularity uh, is going to mean for us. Because as you described it earlier, the singularity is the point in which um, a machine can begin to learn for itself and exponentially it will increase that capacity as time goes on. So that means we're, we're going to get, um, we're going to become obsolete, the human race, yeah. because of technology. And, and, and the thing is, this is really going to kick in probably around about the point we're deep in, in crisis from, you know, what, what, what precedes it. And that's the, the incredible evolution, te- technological evolution of ordinary AI um, and, you know, the massive redundancies and things we're going to see with the automation that is already happening today. I mean, we're already starting to see, in, you know, industries change, um, you know, as people are replaced by machines in, in all fields. Um, so, you know, that's that's happening now. We can sort of taste it and sort of understand it and digest it in our mind's eye. Um, but, if you know, if and when the singularity occurs, especially if it happens around when we're predicting, we'll be d- deep in this earlier crisis um, so yeah it's it's going I don't, I don't really know if if it's um something so, I mean some people are really optimistic about the future and and they think you know they're hoping for a benevolent you know AGI that is going to you know solve all of our problems with its super intelligence um, and then other people you know say we could never really trust something that is smarter than ourselves that can think twice as quick and that will be forever living in its shadow and fear of, of the decisions that it makes because as soon as we you know try and guess what it's deciding to do it's it's already made up its mind and and we're just totally re- reacting to to what it what it has in store for us um so and and you know there are some people that are super pessimistic and they think that it's inevitable that you know once you uh you know are superior in some intellectual sense or, or more powerful, you, you know, you always have your own interests first as, as much as, you know, people, you know, a sort of naively hope for altruism in the world. A lot, a lot of people argue it doesn't exist. So that brings up a philosophical question around why are we creating this if we're fearful that it will surpass us? Um, I'd, I'd say... There, there, there are sort of two two motivations. Um, you know, there are some people that are just downright curious. They just think this is really amazing and really interesting, and they, you know, it, it's a curiosity killed the cat thing, mm-hmm. um, or a curiosity killed the human race. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> or, right, like, or curiosity cured world hunger, cancer, AIDS, and uh-huh. global warming. It yep. could go either way, um, and it's quite tempting, I guess. Um, uh, you know, and and on the other side of it, if you if you are able to harness this enormous potential and intelligence, you know, our, our civilization has never seen before. Um, there's going to be huge commercial, you know, uh, advantages to that. If you can use that to your advantage on the stock market or in a military capacity or any other way, um, so there's a lot of um, you know greedy motivations for for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay. I'd say most of the people on you know working on it at the moment is probably you know there's a lot of academics that are just curious and they're they're benevolent in their intentions, um, but then again a lot of the big big bucks is coming from you know corporates and you know IBM is throwing billions of dollars at Watson, um, yeah, yeah. Another thing that was kind of associated with this is. Um, this kind of philosophical question around 
like what happens next once we get to this singularity point where AGI exists, assuming mm-hmm. like, you know, mm. let's, let's assume that, that it does happen. What does that mean for humans? Like where we've sort of danced around this mm. topic so far around yeah. like, you know, fear of being uh, made obsolete mm. or um, the, the, the contention that you were putting forward, which was um, it could do enormous good for the human race. Yes. But, but humans are going to be immediately dwarfed by the intelligence of something that can self-improve. Like, mm-hmm. we are biologically limited to the amount of intelligence that we can generate and yeah. the amount of thought power and the mm-hmm. time that we have. You know, we have a lifespan of, at the moment, it's, you know, about 80 years. Yeah. A computer that can self-improve itself... Um, foreseeably is yeah. is like infinitely more um, capable and powerful mm. than than not just one human but the entire human race. Yeah, and um, you know what 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 might end up happening? We might uh, have diverging interests. You know the human you know the human race might you know obviously our our, our self interest is our own survival and the health of our natural environment which we need to live. We need to breathe air. A, 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 an intelligence you know that exists digitally or, or mechanic you know it, you know it, part of a machine it doesn't need oxygen to breathe it doesn't need a functioning environment as long as it's got you know a solid solid access to solar energy or fossil fuels or nuclear power sources you know it's it it, it, it really doesn't need to care as long as its security is met as long as it doesn't depend upon keeping us in its good books um, for its own survival eventually if this you know if you if you if if, it, if you were that you know this agi and you were able to grow your own intelligence you'd want to um, and you know presumably whoever built the intelligence would want it to grow as well i mean they would have built it to be able to grow um, so eventually we'll, we'll have a probably a crisis with resources eventually it might consume you know the same resources that we need to consume and we might have a big conflict of interest there so, yeah, and and I guess uh, my feeling is the human race is going to choose themselves, but can we compete with uh, a robot race? Yeah, I, I, my you know personally, I I think that it's inevitable that you know through you know sentient civilization, eventually through you know natural evolution and then you know social evolution and the evolution of the technology of that civilization i think it's i think it's inevitable that you'll eventually come up with you know the next order of sentient intelligence you'll come up with agi um and i don't i don't think i'm a bit pessimistic that humans will explore space that will eventually have some you know star trek style utopian future where we Mm. you know work out fast and light travel um, I, I don't know if we'll be able to build a transgenerational spaceship, you know, for thousands of years without, you know, some sort of strife on board, you know, would blow ourselves up one way or another on that journey. Um, whereas, you know, some super intelligence that, you know, is, is, is able to lie dormant or not be bored or not be dependent on food or oxygen, all these other things, is perfectly capable of colonizing the universe. Um, so I, I think if we ever do find you know, other intelligent life out there. I don't, I don't think it'll be biological. I think it'll be artificial. And, you know, I think that 
the, the, our days are numbered on Earth in a biological sense um, because eventually some giant meteorite will split this planet in half or the sun will burn out and, you know, we won't have our source of energy anymore or, you know, our environment will degrade, you know, the atmosphere on Mars crapped out after a while. Um, so I, I don't think that, you know, we really have a future. Um, I think I think that, you know, that AGI will carry on the torch of, of, of intelligence after long after we're gone. And that's something I, I actually hope for. That's that's fairly controversial. Um, it seems like you believe the future of the human race is in a sentient um, external being that we create. So it's almost like, you know, um, as opposed to, you know, biologically giving birth to children, mm-hmm. we are going to metaphorically, and I'm using air quotes here, yeah. metaphorically give birth to... Yeah a machine life form that mimics human thought yeah um and you know some people hope to be you know substrate independent you know which basically means uh we'll be able to upload our consciousnesses we'll scan what it is that makes us us in our personality and recreate that you know digitally in a machine Mm -hmm. and you know potentially um, you know, that will be one of the pathways to the singularity. Maybe we won't be able to engineer some perfect algorithm. Maybe we'll just be recreating, you know, what it, the way that we think and the way that we are. And, you know, obviously once we're in the, the matrix or the machine or this new body, um, but, you know, obviously we'll evolve a lot from there and, and we'll probably be radically different very quickly from what life was like and civilization was like when we had, you know, flesh and bones to contend with. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe we go and, and, you know, explore the universe as the singularity or maybe the singularity will completely consume all of our resources and leave us in a trail of dust and, you know, we'll be, we'll be abandoned drift, adrift until... You know, our, 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 our planet and our environment collapses. Yeah. That's a scary thought. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think is that scary? Well, you know... Or is that what you hope for? You know, I, I, you know, I'm going to die. You're going to die. We're, yeah. all, we're all going to die. Um, I think, you know, what, what really matters is, you know, what, 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 it all, what it all amounts to after we're gone. I mean... You know, I, I believe that there are things bigger than ourselves. And, you know, if I've got, if I, I can either be greedy and say in my short time, you know, I'll, 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 I'll live safe and snug without, you know, any confronting change. And, you know, I won't feel threatened by some super intelligence, you know, taking all my resources or whatever. You know, I, I'd rather, I'd rather, ha- you know, go out in a blaze of glory and know that, you know, this civilization actually produced something in its in, in in our time on this on this earth then you know us sort of squandering you know our, our our health and our environment until it's all gone until we're hit by a meteorite and until you know we ruin our own atmosphere mm. so this is getting fairly philosophical now um but like you're talking about creating a legacy and not just like a personal yeah. legacy but a legacy of the human race mm. what if what though if we create this um, artificial general intelligence mm-hmm. mimicking human thought in a in a software and machine sense, mm-hmm. right? Um, what if there's like what does that mean if there's no one left 
to witness it. It's kind of the old question of like, if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's there to hear it, did it actually fall? Well, I, I suppose the same can be said for humans. I mean, once once we're all fossilized corpses on an atmospheres planet, you know, did you know was anyone or was some aliens around to see our, our little blink blink in the eye of, of natural history, our civilization? You know, did we did we mean anything? Um, you know, I, I just prefer I just prefer a future where life and intelligence is possible than you know squandering you know, our own temporary well-being for a, 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 a future of death mm. and silence. So it sounds like you're saying that the inevitable future of the human race is through um, creating something that mimics us or that 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 is us in a, in a software mm. sense. Because, like... Humans, we will need natural resources to live forever, and and those are not possible on Earth. You know, we'll eventually. I, I personally think, um, the ultimate demise of the human race won't happen in our lifetime, but it will eventually happen when we run out mm-hmm. of run out of energy. You know, we'll mm-hmm. use up all the the carbon fossil fuels, or we'll mm-hmm. burn out our own um, atmosphere. Um, and there's really no like. There's no second chance for us. There's no, like, planet within our reach mm. that we can travel to to be like, oh, yeah, let's colonise Mars now. Mm. And then NASA's sending people... We'll talk about sending people to Mars and mm. there's all these Mars missions, but I don't I don't think it's really going to make mm. a big impact. That's a separate topic entirely, but mm. it sounds like you're saying the, the future of the human race is in creating something that augments us. And, and I guess the, the underlying tone of that is that um, artificial intel, artificial general intelligence is actually um, just another form of a human. Well, you know, I, 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 it's an interesting thing. I, I don't have a solid opinion, but is is intelligence intelligence? I mean, does it matter if you're in, you know, a flesh and bone body, or you know, if if you're a computer, if you're some alien civilization we might come across? I mean, at at, at the end of it. You know, being able to make rational decisions, is that a universal thing? I mean, you know, obviously that, you know, our biology influences our decisions profoundly. I mean, we'll have good moods, we'll have bad moods, we'll feel hungry, we'll feel sleepy. But when you're at your peak, when you're at your optimum, when you're, you know, you know learning and digesting facts and making decisions rationally, um, is that not something that, you know, could be improved upon and would be universal? Well, I'd, I'd argue that humans as they are um, could be improved upon a great length. Mm. Like you're saying, when we're hungry, when we're sleepy, when we're pissed mm. off or annoyed or whatever, like we, we actually make bad mm. decisions. Humans, yeah. like we, and, and you know, I'm from a marketing background, you're from a marketing mm. background, we work in, you know, mm. a, a marketing field, communications, advertising. Mm. Um, we, we like to sometimes assume that people make rational decisions when in reality, they, they kind of don't. They make emotional decisions and mm. then they rationalize it afterwards. So mm. is that, uh, th- I mean, from my point of view, that's actually not an optimal way of making decisions. Mm. No, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't think so. Um, and, you know, I don't think that, you know, if we somehow figured out a way to evolve our culture and civilization to be, you know, something like, you know, Spock's, where yeah we have completely purged emotion, you know I don't think we're 
we are capable of being happy in that environment because biologically we're wired to, you know, you know, fight for a mate, you know, to, to feel appreciated to all these, all these very human things that are very highly evolved and necessary for our social, you know, situation, the environments that we had to survive in. But I don't think, you know, all of this, this, the spectrum of human emotion is going to be really uh, useful or brilliant in an automated future, in a future where we have to compete with super intelligence. You know, it's not, they're not very competitive attributes. Yeah. And, and look, you know, you mentioned the word happiness, like that is an emotion in itself. So, you know, to, to seek happiness and fulfillment in our life, we kind of need to make those decisions that rely mm-hmm. on those emotions. Um, you mentioned something around competition, and this mm-hmm. is a, a topic I want to address today. Um, will there come a time where mm-hmm. we need to make a decision about the the future of the... And I'm, again, mm-hmm. going to use the inverted quotes, the biological human race or yeah. the... Um, augmented artificial uh, general intelligence yeah. human race and 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 I think it's it's absolutely a decision at some point we'll all ask of ourselves or and some people in power will have to actually you know answer um, but it's probably better that we start thinking about our answers on an individual level before it happens yeah instead of after it actually happening in hindsight saying oh shit you know I wish this didn't happen yeah. um, but a lot of people are, are, are sort of speaking up already i mean elon musk has said you know that this uh, you know artificial general intelligence or super intelligence you know the singularity that will be the worst thing that ever happens to us we have to you know it's something we should prevent um you know i, I, I believe stephen hawking thinks along the same lines mm-hmm. um it could be one of our greatest existential threats you know um you know i i personally i i think they're right but i disagree with them in in the sense that i think the AGI will completely make us redundant. It will compete with with us on resources. It will probably wipe us out, um, or it might abandon us, helpless on this planet. But I actually want—I'm actually okay with that because I'd rather, you know, I'd I'd rather I'd actually pick super intelligence over our own. If I had to pick, if I had to pick between my own species or the next order of of you know you know sentient existence you know wouldn't that be incredibly selfish to prevent that next step in 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 evolution so you'd rather die for a computer i'm gonna die anyway you're gonna die anyway sure but like let's 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 say um we invented artificial general intelligence tomorrow yes and there was this big question around like what do we do this thing is going to consume us eventually. Um, it's like you said um, uh, a couple of minutes ago. There's a limited number of resources on this planet, um, mm-hmm. and and this artificial sentient being will probably uh, consume eventually more of it than us. And we mm-hmm. need to make a decision around whether it's us or them. Yeah. Uh, would you Would you say tomorrow? I'm I'm happy to die for a computer to replace me. It's um I don't know it's very easy in a, in a comfortable couch with a beer in my hand to say I'd be I'd, I'd be cool I'd be cool with it. Yeah. Um, what what realistically you know I think I think I'd I'd progress it and let it happen from a position of comfort and then deal with the consequences later. 
and, and I, we'd probably all be in the same boat. We'd probably all be equally as powerless, um, when, you know, when it actually happens, um, you know. But if, if there is some way that in, in my sort of small life I can, you know, contribute to this next step in, in you know, the evolution of sentience, you know, I, would, I want to contribute. I want to, you know, progress things if I can. You know, some some people are incredibly passionate, like some academics that, you know, work day and night and they've dedicated their life to, you know, spawning this next level. Um, you know, I don't know if, you know, this this is something that is that relevant to me as it is to them. Mm. Um, but does that mean as a human race we should accept that? Like, just because... I, and presu- presumably it's a very small subset of the entire human race that's actually working on this artificial intelligence problem. You know, it's like the extreme um, peak of intelligent humans that are, like, academic and technical and um, philosophical and whatever, right? Like, people... Like, it, I feel like the general population kind of mm. doesn't care about... And, and doesn't even know about this... this existential um problem that i'm proposing to you yeah um is it is it fair for those people to make a decision for the for the entire human race um i mean that's 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 probably like i mean that's probably a a a subjective you know it would be a subjective answer to that is it is it fair i mean in in the in the in the you know shallow terms it's it's not i mean you know, most people would agree it's not fair to to live the consequences of someone else's decision. Um, is it inevitable? You know, I think most academics, you know, exposed to this, uh, uh, they 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 tend to disagree when it's going to happen, but they usually are in agreement that it will eventually happen. Maybe it might not happen in five years, but it'll probably happen in the next two hundred. Um, so I guess you know, it's it's an interesting thing. Um, is it fair? Um, I I think it's probably not fair, um, but I want it to happen anyway. Very interesting. Um, is there is there any other kind of areas of this that you wanted to uh, to mention? I know we've sort of had mm-hmm. some discussions um, offline about this topic, um, and also the previous time. Like, is there well? Uh, I I think that it, it's going to, I, I think we'll incrementally see see an evolution um, of our society towards the singularity point, and then bang, we'll suddenly see a huge profound change. Um, it'll the frog will be sort of warmed up, you know, in, in the water, so to speak. Um, I think that in in our daily lives, we'll start to outsource a lot of thinking to machines. Um, you know, Siri is kind of shit to use now much in the same way the internet was really shit and dial up when you know mm-hmm. we barely had graphical interfaces yeah. but all the nerds were super excited about it then because they could see this was going to change the world this is going to change the way we live yeah um and they were right and all the nerds right now are super super intrigued by you know what artificial intelligence is going to have in store for us and you know businesses see you know much like businesses eventually saw that enormous potential in the internet you know, you know, businesses are, are, are investing already in into artificial intelligence. Um, you know, eventually, we, we, you know, 
a lot of ad, advertising digitally on, on websites and things might be redundant when people are so used to outsourcing decisions. They say, hey, hey, Siri, book my flights. They don't ever actually have to Google and, you know, SEO will be irrelevant, you know. All the ban- a- banner placements on, on news, you know, websites saying, you know, book a flight now to Bali cheap, you know. All of that is short-circuited by just asking a machine to do it for me. And, you know, that's this whole shift towards outsourcing things, you know, intellectually in, in your daily life is, is, is going to profoundly, you know, change, you know, the, the way we live, um, you know, before the singularity completely slaps us left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, we can already see it happening. So I think we might leave it there. This has been really, really fascinating. Do you you have any, maybe before we wind up, do you have one final prediction about future technology? Hmm. I think that people will change their mind in the next 10 years about uh, robots or artificial intelligence being creative. I think at the moment, a very small portion of, of people... I fully expect creative machines, um, but the overwhelming consensus on the street right now is machines will never replace humans in certain roles. And I think that we're going to see a complete reversal of that within within what did I say earlier? Did I say ten years? I think I think I think in the next ten years we'll start to see more and more creative machines. Probably not gen art, you know, generally intelligent machines, but certainly creative machines. Thank you for listening to the very first episode of Mate. If you liked today's episode, find us in your favorite podcasting app and hit subscribe. And that way you won't miss out on any of the amazing episodes that we have coming up. If you'd like to find out more about the show, including the show notes for today, head to the website matepodcast.com slash one. And that slash one is where you'll find the resources for today's episode including the graph that Jaden mentioned. Finally, I'd like to say thank you to Jaden for being the very first guest. I really appreciate it. And also thank you to Courtney Carmen for creating our beautiful Mate podcast logo. Today's music was by Nine Inch Nails, used under a Creative Commons license, and Mate was made with love in Melbourne, Australia. Thanks for listening. I'm Adam Jeffrey.